Hello, hello, everybody. Kim Langling here, your host of Let Fear Bounce. Thank you so much for joining me and my special guest today and sharing just a little bit of your day with us. So glad that you were able to do that. My guest today is Megan Hildebrand. She considers herself an accidental author. She is the mommy to two toddlers who, who just happened to pen her first book, Where Do Our Heroes Go? In this illustrated short read, Megan creates a safe space for hard conversations, allowing children to share their voices, own and explore their feelings. And I have been really looking forward to this conversation. First off, I love the title of the books, Where Do Our Heroes Go? So Megan Hildebrand, Mommy to Two Toddlers, welcome, welcome to Let Fear Bounce. Thank you so much, Kim, and thanks for having me. It feels sort of surreal to have created this piece and to be here talking about it. So I'm incredibly grateful. I'm, I'm always excited to talk to authors who have just published their first book and because it is super exciting and I get super excited right along with you because I know how I felt when, when I first had it. It wasn't even a full book. It was a chapter in a book and to have that in your hands and know that it's out in the world is exciting and scary and crazy, you know, and you're just going, oh my goodness, I did this. Wow. So congratulations, first off, your first book being published. Thank you. Where Do the Heroes Go is the name of it, folks. It is available on Amazon, but all of that will be shared in the show notes. First, I want to know where the title came from, because that really is an eye catcher. That is something that if you were to see this book on a shelf in the children's section, and you were to see that title, that's something that would catch my attention immediately. And I'd, at, at least I would pick up the book and read the back cover. So where did that title come from? Yeah, so, so the book is about talking to kids about loss and grief and all of those complicated emotions that come with that. Um, and it, you know, to back up a little bit, I changed jobs in several months ago, and I had this little bit of time to finally put together my second child's baby book. And as I was doing that, it was very clear that there were folks in there that weren't in the first baby book and some that wouldn't be with us for much longer. And it really struck me that I had not prepared the conversation for my kids. I am the kind of person that sort of needs tools and I use books as a resource um, to guide those conversations. And so frantically, I started looking for that resource that I could sort of just have in my pocket when that time came to have those conversations. And I really wasn't finding what I needed. I felt like there are some really great books out there for, for kids that address this issue, but they all felt really directed. And it felt like, adults talking at children, like this is how you're supposed to feel rather than letting kids unpack how they feel and nurturing that and then going from there. And then, you know, specifically the word hero. I think when we ourselves as adults lose people or when kids lose people or pets, the, the immediate feeling that we think of is that person was my hero. My grandfather was my hero. You know, they, they impact us, they live on through us. I just felt really important to use that word and really acknowledge that uh, impact. I take notes while we chat. So I've been frantically writing notes. In your <laughs> you, you know, I, there's so many things in that short period of time 
that I just have so many questions and we probably won't even have enough time to get to them. But let's try our best, shall we? So <laughs> the first one, I love how you said when you were working on your second child's baby book, because I don't think a lot of people even keep baby books anymore. I know I did with my daughter and I just have one daughter. She's in her thirties now, but I know a lot of folks, at least the, in, in where I'm at, they don't keep baby books anymore. And I think that's awesome that you're doing that, that you still do that. And you were working on your second ones. And all of a sudden you had this revelation, you know, of, oh, wow, wait a minute, you know, and then that's what sparked your idea for the book. Secondly, you weren't finding what you needed when you were looking for other books. That to me is like the sign of, because I've said it to myself, I can't find what I'm looking for. And then I was having a conversation like that with someone. And they said, well, if you can't find it, write it yourself. Right. And when you said that, that's what that came to me from this conversation I had a while back. You know, if you can't find it, write it yourself. And for someone who's not an author, this is your first book. Were you anticipating ever writing a book or this is literally just something that sparked and you're like, I can't find something. We, I, I want to be able to provide my kids with a, to feel safe enough to share what they're feeling, how you said unpack their feelings. And you just said, you know what, I'm just going to write it. Is that, is that how it came about? I mean, it is so almost bizarre because it is very much out of my wheelhouse and I am a very risk adverse person. So to do something that is not familiar to me is, was really unique. So you talk about, you know, let fear bounce. That was my fear. And I sort of jumped into that. Right. But I think it started to write itself. I, I didn't realize that I was asking myself the questions and writing what I needed and then was directly looking for that. And then I sort of paused for a moment and said, okay, I'm, I know what I want. Let's just write this. And I have to take a moment here to give kudos to my illustrator. Um, that is not a strong suit of mine. And I think that especially when writing a children's book, illustration is so important in drawing the connections and feelings and just really articulating the words that you have there and driving the conversation. So I found uh, Lola through Fiverr, which is a very amazing service uh, to find any kind of artist that you need to support your work. So uh, that was just a really great. Stepped out of the boat. I you sure said, did. You know, you said it was out of your wheelhouse and I, my pastor, often says you you can't you can't accomplish anything unless you, you're you know and you can't walk on water unless you step out of the boat just step outside that comfort zone and that is a tough thing sometimes uh it, it can be I'm one of those ones that jumps I'll be like oh this is such a cool idea let's do it let's go and I jump but I also know that not everyone is like me you know, and, and I've, I've talked to so many folks that it is outside their wheelhouse, like you said. And I, I just, I think it is completely awesome because obviously it was a gift that was given to you, whatever your beliefs may be, this gift was given to you and you, you recognized it and took it and ran with it. And I think it's awesome. And I am sure that you could continue on this journey with additional books, turning it into a series or something. My, one of the questions I do have is for the book that, that you're, this one, where do our heroes go? 
What is the age range that you have set for this book? Oh, it's so interesting. I just sort of put it out there in the world. I really didn't intend to do that. It was really just for my kids and the conversation. Um, but I, I was sort of urged to just put it out there. So I, I self-published. I didn't go through a publisher or anything. So very simple. But it, so I, to answer your question, I, I didn't set an age range. I mean, my three-year-old gets it and he asks questions and there's a portion in it where it asks you to reflect on what were some things that you enjoyed with your hero and we have a really engaging conversation. And then I have conversations with adults who are crying saying, this was important to me as an adult and as an adult and also my inner child, which just blew me away to hear that. So I don't know if I can answer that question. I hope that it's helpful for anyone that wants to be able to have open conversations or just needs it as a tool. You know, I think as a parent, it puts me in check because instinctually I, and I think all parents, we, we rush to protect our kids by telling them how they should feel and supporting that. And, and it gives me space to pause and listen. And I think that's something that all of us could benefit from. Absolutely. <laughs> you are right. Pause and listen. How different the world would be, huh? <laughs> for sure. <laughs> now, it's got to be when you said someone said this book was great for me, even while I was reading it, that it helped me to look back on my inner child. What an amazing testimony that is to your book and to your writing. That's huge. That if you can, you can draw emotion from someone right there. That's just, you know, whether you sell one book or a million you have that person saying that you drew their emotion and it really, really impacted them. That's a win. That's just amazing stuff. Um, I got goosebumps when you said that because I love hearing testimonies like that from people. So you, you've obviously done something right with your first book out of the gate and it, you weren't even intending to, to write a book. So how has that been doing? Have you had other feedback from other people? Yeah, so I've sent it to fellow parents um, that I know, educators that I know, therapists and child therapists that I know to get some real honest feedback. And overwhelmingly, it was positive and is being used as a tool in different ways. And I'm just so grateful and sort of stunned by that. I knew it was going to be a great tool for me and my family. That doesn't necessarily translate for anyone, everyone, and I don't know that it should, but I'm so glad that it's being used. And we've so, I've sold over 500 copies so far, which just feels overwhelming. I know that's not a lot, but it just feels overwhelming for me, who is just going to keep it for my family. So, yeah. A first book right out of the gate that's self-published and you've sold over 500 copies. That's actually amazing. Oh, well, that's good to that's, know. That's not the norm. Great. So just so you know, so you're on the right track there, lady. I think this is, that is just awesome. Yeah. That's not the norm for self-publishing. The norm is typically maybe sell 300 and then it just kind of, because most folks don't market it and don't keep up with it right out of the gate, over 500 copies, go you. Oh, thank you. That's yeah. awesome. It is awesome. Which means you could, you know, whatever your plans may be, um, you could, it, that could, you never know where this could take you, this book. And you said that therapists 
are using it. You, you gave it to other educators and therapists and you've had really, you know, really good feedback. Um, and how I, how I heard about you was from a therapist. She referred you to me. So that was awesome. So I don't know, me, me being the author and I'm, I'm a marketer. That's, that's my background in sales and marketing for over 24 years. My brain is just exploding with ideas. And, <laughs> I think and I'm, I'm not going to share, not gonna share them with you because <laughs> you're a very busy mommy and you work and you do all kinds of other things. So, and I know that, you, you know, it's just, you're going to go at your pace and what's right for you. But I have a feeling that we're going to be hearing more about you in the future, whenever that may be. How awesome that you've provided a tool, not only that adults appreciate, but children appreciate too. So do you have like a page or two that you could share with the readers? Yeah, sure. Um, so I should say that the style that it's written in, uh, and you're going to have to forgive me if I'm not using uh, terms correctly as far as book pages facing each other or any of that, again, <laughs> accidental author here. But so as you're reading the book, you know, the, the left side, it's, it's more of an expression than response style. Mm -hmm. So it's a child and a mother bear. We used animals in this book. So the left side is the questions that the child is having. And we talk about, we talk about when someone dies, they are sort of everywhere around us. And what does that mean? And so that statement really creates more questions for kids. Mm -hmm. So it, towards the middle of the book, the child is asking if the person who has passed is everywhere. The question is, what about the wind that blows so strong it shakes leaves from the trees? And in that page, you have animals and bugs holding on for dear life as the wind is blowing them. And then on the opposite page, the mother bear and the child are flying a kite and there's musical notes that are in with the breeze. And it says, they are part of the wind, their stories and songs make up the breeze. I absolutely love that. It almost brings tears to my eyes as I listen. Because um, I like how you bring nature into it. I bring nature into almost everything I write. Hearing how you worded that, I can completely understand why you've had, why you've had adults say, wow, this book brought me to tears or it really made me look back you know, or look at my inner child or my childhood, whatever. And that was such a short little thing that you shared, but I can't help but think that the listeners are going to get the same feeling too. How awesome. How awesome. And I love how, I love how you worded it. Thank it's you. Gentle. It's very, it's gentle. And how you said that, you know, flying a kite and the, the breeze is blowing and there's musical notes as if life is a song and the words to that song are yours. It's your life and your loved ones. And it, it all just comes together as a beautiful harmony. That's exactly right, Kim. Thank you. That's what I got from that little bit that you shared. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And see, and I, I, I don't even, I didn't, you weren't holding the book up. I didn't see your book, but I got a very good visual picture in, you know, mental picture in my head from that. So to me, that is awesome writing. 
you can paint a picture for me and make me get the feels in what three or four sentences. Oh my goodness. I'm super excited. I'm super excited for you. How awesome. So when you share this or have you gotten feedback from parents that have shared it with their children? Have you gotten feedback from children actually? I haven't gotten feedback from children, but I have from parents who say that, you know, their kids will quote it when they go out or if there's a breeze, they'll say something that kind of relates back to the book, which makes me just feel like a superhero to bring that space in for kids to, to sort of yes. process feeling in real time. It is so incredibly hard when you lose someone, not only for the adults, but then try to explain it to a little person. You know, I, I know when my grandmother passed, I was very, very close to her. And my daughter was just a little, little munchkin, but she absolutely adored her great grandma. And she didn't understand, well, why did great grandma go away? Why did she go away? And that was the big question. And honestly, you know, and this is, this is probably 28, 29 years ago, because she's in her thirties now. It was a very tough question for me to answer. You know, I had to think about it. I did it very gently and probably used some of the words like you're using in your book and stuff like that, because that's how my brain goes. But I remember being, because I was still in my own hurt and dealing with my own grief. And then trying to explain it to a young child who looks to you for everything and considers you, your mo their mommy, their hero. That brings it kind of full circle, you know, with your, with your book, how it can be very helpful to the adults as well, because your, your little ones do look to mommy and daddy as their heroes. I mean, you're larger than life to them. Right. You know, and then you sit there as a parent and you're thinking, and you're in your own grief and you're thinking, oh. I can't answer this question. I can't even answer it for myself. You know, everything is so heavy. You've provided something, I think, that takes just a little bit of the weight off. Yeah. And, you know, Kim, I was very intentional about keeping this sort of nature directed because we all have so many different beliefs and different variations of those beliefs on what life and afterlife and processes like that because this book creates space for conversation, it allows different families to interject and fill in that space with their family's beliefs. So I hope that that is a tool that is broad reaching for individuals. And I like that you, that you wrote it that way. So it's not, you know, pigeonholed. Right. You know, that anyone sitting down can get something incredibly beneficial from it. And I think a lot of, you know, to me, it feels like this book, so a, a, a parent is reading it to a child, but then I envision in my head right now, that child in their thirties is carrying that book that mom and dad gave to them when they were little and they carry it with them into their own home as they start their own life. And maybe they refer back to it. To me, that's what I envision, you know, for whatever reason that's coming into my head right now, that, that that's a book that will carry on into the generations. They'll carry it with them. So awesome. <laughs> well, I certainly hope so. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm actually 
this doesn't happen very often, but I'm kind of at a loss for words because I'm just amazed by it. And I'm so excited for you and excited for the people that are going to experience the book. I don't even want to just say read it. They're going to experience it. And I sincerely hope that I know as your busy schedule as a working mom and wife, you know, there's, of course, we all know how much time and work and effort and love and all of that goes into that. But I sincerely hope that in the near future, you, you come out with more books. I really do. You consider yourself an accidental writer. I don't think that there's any, any accidents. I think you were meant to do this and it just happened to be the right time. Well, thank you. I certainly appreciate that support. And I do have sticky notes surrounding me <laughs> of different ideas. Um, you know, we are expecting our third and final child in addition, and we got a puppy. So I don't know <laughs> any sticky notes are going to come to form, but <laughs> uh, we are, I, we're excited for our future and I'm excited to explore um, continuing this art form. Oh, absolutely. And yes, please continue to explore it. Hey, you know, and if you don't want to sit down and type it out and read it out, record it and just keep the recordings for later. That's smart. Yeah, you can do that, you know, while you're in the bathroom trying to hide from the kids as they stick their fingers <laughs> under the door. <laughs> I remember how, how hard it was to find even five minutes for yourself. Yeah, that really does day. happen. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the comical vision of of parenthood like the the parents hiding in the cupboards and whatever. right yeah mine was the bathroom the you would see the little fingers under the door and then you would hear the dog's nose sniffing under the door too because you knew they were laying side by side on the floor mm -hmm. right outside the bathroom door mm -hmm. <laughs> oh but those are those are like those are the beautiful times though actually those are the beautiful times so you said that you went to Fiverr yep. um, for your illustrator. That's awesome. So did you just go on there? Did you interview different illustrators or? Um, so I had already had a very firm idea of what I wanted the pages to look like. So I already storyboarded everything. So when you see the pages, it, that was really my vision. And then I found Lola and was able to go through you know, so many different styles of illustration. And so we had some conversation. I said, you know, it's a short 24 page book. What do you think? Here's what I'm thinking for the storyboarding. And she loved it. And her, her artistic style just breathed life into everything. It was, it's so beautiful. And I'm proud of her work and contribution to this. And you were very fortunate to find someone that just you know, you guys had that connection and she was able to bring your vision to life. Yeah. Because I think a lot of times that might not be the case for people, you know, especially with children's books, because I'm, I'm certainly no artist. I can't draw anything. Stick figures, I can make really goofy looking stick figures. And that is the extent I would never even try. <laughs> uh, same for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so very, very fortunate that you found someone that you, you really got in sync with and that they brought your vision to life. Like I said, that's just awesome stuff. This has been such a cool conversation. I do have other questions, but again, we could go on for hours with it. So I knew I wouldn't get to all my questions. 
and that's okay. <laughs> I want to thank you. Thank you so much for taking a bit of your day to share with me on Let Fear Bounce and share about your amazing book. I cannot wait to, because I'm, I am going to keep in touch with you. I want to see how, how this goes and more feedback on it because, oh my goodness, I think what a benefit and what a blessing that it's going to be to so many that you'll probably never even know about. Thank you. I appreciate it. And thank you so much for having me. This has been so special. Oh, you are more than welcome. And I have, I have been blessed by the conversation. So thank you for joining me today. And thank all of you listeners out there for joining me once again on Let Fear Bounce with my special guest, Megan Hildebrand, the author of Where Do Our Heroes Go? Everyone, thanks again for joining me and Megan on Let Fear Bounce. Everyone be well, stay well, and be 